Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello. We got something. Hold up. How are you? 
I love Bob's Burgers too. I've been told recently that I chew with my mouth open. So I'm sorry, folks. I'm feeling good. So, um, how do I like Messy Beach? What's Messy Beach? What is Messy Beach? All right. So, last week, then I'm missing Friday. I think uh, a lot of you may have noticed. Uh, I apologize for the, uh, you know, the, the little warning when it came to canceling the stream uh, last minute. And so, I, and like, my girlfriend got surgery on Friday morning. So, I was there with her. It's, uh, how you doing, Eric, Todd? Um, so, I was there with her that afternoon because she got out of surgery. It was, like, it was a long, long surgery. We got there at, like, I think, 8.50. And they prepped her. And uh, she went into surgery. It was almost like noon. I actually have the text messages when it said they took her in for anesthesia first. And then um, I got all the notifications. Let me see. This is interesting. I'll tell you guys exactly. Okay. So she went into surgery. Uh, She went into, she was checked in at by 926. Well, that's when I got the first text. She went into surgery uh at 1227 and at 531 that's when I got that uh the surgery ended so that's like a five hour surgery right um which is pretty long pretty long procedure uh so yeah so I I went there like as soon as it was over uh you know I uh I saw her like I had to wait a little bit in the waiting room then I, I saw her, and then they later, like, moved her from OR. That's the, uh, it's not the operating room. It's, like, the post, because there's, like, a recovery room, and then they move her, and then they moved her, like, later, later that night, like, around 10 p.m. to her actual room. Um, so, so, yeah, that's why I couldn't do the live stream, because I was literally there at the hospital with her, uh, you know, uh, trying to help her out, and then I slept at the hospital both nights, and she's getting much better. She couldn't even walk, so she had to like relearn how to walk. That first night, like there was a video I took of her. She's like trying to take steps, and um, she, she, you know, it's like it's a very invasive surgery. So she, you know, uh, she had a lot of help. She's still walking with a walker, and she can't walk far. Uh, you know, her legs just start shaking and because of the nature of the surgery, because they like fused part of her spine, she like has to kind of relearn balance and everything. Um, they're saying that the recovery should be like four to six weeks, uh, for her to start going back to regular activity and then three months to go to be fully back at regular activity. 
and then a whole year for it to be fully fused, right? For the bone to heal. So there's still like like the the bigger the bigger rec part of the recovery. I think is like those first six weeks are the most restrictive ones. In like the three months, it'll get a little better. And then after that, it's just a matter of like being careful, right? Um, that's shorter than I imagined. Yeah, I mean, the first timeline they gave us was like a week. That's what they said. They said, oh, she's going to walk out of the hospital the next day. And within a week, she's going to be fine. And like, bro, why do they say that? Because uh, it was nothing like it. You know, it takes it, it. It's like a very invasive like surgery. And it's like messing with nerves and all this stuff. So, uh, but yeah, they told us afterwards it was supposed to be it, it was going to be up to six weeks of re of the initial recovery, then three months to be back to regular activity, then a full year for it to be, you know. And she's going to have to keep doing physical therapy in between uh, you know, to keep essentially um, improving her, con you know, improving consistently. Um, but yeah, that's why I missed Friday's stream, folks. I'm sorry. I apologize for the late notice. And, um, yeah. Anyway, we are back. I have a better, really, I like them. Um, I like Voosh. In fact, I did. We did a a stream together. It's been like a, a few months. Well, uh, I love to talk to him again. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it takes a minute when you wire your jaw shut. When it deals with bone, it's like so long. To recover, it's so crazy. Muscle regenerates much faster, you know. Uh, but yeah, when you're dealing with bone, it's like um, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, oh, I appreciate that, Jack. Yeah, we did that. I like Vush. Maybe we'll discuss. More often, um, we'll do something together. Um, what's going on in the internet world? You guys want to get me caught up? You guys see that, uh, holy shit, there's a Bam Margera stuff. The Tucker Carlson stuff. Um... It's so silly. And by the way, thank you everybody for the support and for being and for the kind messages you sent over about uh, you know about her recovery and all that stuff. You guys are so nice. Hold on, I do want to watch this. I don't know if I should because I want to make a video about this. Because this has to be my favorite little story of, the, like, the day. It's so weird. 
You guys want to watch this? I have seen the Megan Trainer stuff. Uh, hold up. You guys heard about this guy, Nicholas Rossi? You guys heard of Nicholas Rossi? Okay. There's a 23-minute documentary you can watch on him. This shit is hilarious. Here, we'll watch. Here's a taste. Okay, here's a taste of this. He's a wanted sex offender with ties to the Bay Area. So how was he able to fake his own death and pass himself off under multiple assumed identities? The story of this criminal con man began nearly two decades ago at a children's facility in Manatee County. Eight on your side, senior investigator Walt Buteau joins us from our Tampa News Center. This is crazy. This is crazy. With more. Nicholas Alavertian craved fame and founded as a self-proclaimed crusader for children's rights. He's now locked up in a Scottish prison facing extradition on a rape charge 18 years after he claimed he was sexually assaulted in Bradenton. I paid in blood. Nicholas Alavertian talked in dramatic terms with me a decade ago about this federal lawsuit that named several defendants, including the Florida Agency for Healthcare Administration. In 2004, a teenaged Alavertian was placed in a Bradenton Children's Psychiatric Hospital by Rhode Island's version of DCF. He alleged he was assaulted within the first two weeks of the placement in Florida and abused in other facilities in other states, according to the lawsuit that ended with an undisclosed settlement. Your worst nightmare, multiply it by 5,000. There were rapes, there were, there, there were beatings. But four years after he was living in Bradenton, Alaverdian was convicted of sexually assaulting a woman in Ohio. Then two years ago, he faked his own death to escape a legal noose involving claims of nearly $200,000 in credit card fraud and an alleged 2008 rape in Utah. We believe that wherever he's been, there, there's potentially other victims. Utah County Prosecutor David Levitt is now trying to extradite Alaverdian hey, from Scotland, where he was arrested last month in a hospital while on a ventilator with COVID-19. Alaverdian had used a half dozen aliases while he was on the run, according to investigators. And he even ordered an ambulance to try to leave that Scottish hospital on his own. That plot was foiled, but then on Thursday, he did not show up for his first extradition hearing. Do you believe his claims from his past? There's no way for me to know that. But Levitt says more than 30 years of criminal justice tells him this. Today's perpetrators are almost always yesterday's victims. Almost always. And so the, the likelihood that he was in fact a victim as a child um, is, is high. But it doesn't change the fact that he uh, is a danger and needs to be kept from the general population. Alaverdian was initially released on bail in Scotland, but was ordered held in prison today after missing that extradition hearing. Stacy. Well, do we have any idea? Okay. Now, this gets even crazier because he faked his own death, okay? He faked his own death, but he's now in England pretending to be an Englishman, speaking with an English accent, okay? This is not a joke. 
That's him now. This is him now. Hi, I'm Arthur Knight, and this is my wife. We're on the night. Are you Nicholas Rossi? No. Are you Nicholas Alaverdian? Absolutely not. Are you Nicholas Brown? Yes. Police say this man has lived his life under at least 16 different names. They believe he fled from America to the UK to avoid rape charges in Utah. Then, in 2020, they were told he was dead. Just under a year ago, police believed they had found the fugitive in Scotland. Pulled it over a lot of people, but he got fooled. Did the family believe Nicholas had died? No. He's not dead, he loves life too much. People who knew Nicholas Rossi, Nicholas Alaverdian, claim that it's you. DNA doesn't lie. I know my husband does not have tendencies as a rapist. He's a con artist, is what he is. I call him a jellyfish. Because a jellyfish, you can't pick it up, there's no spine to it, but it has long tentacles and it can sting you. Uh, is he capable of doing it? Anybody's capable of doing anything if they want to. I just, you know, I just be, I'd be very happy though, just to see him stay, remain behind bars. These are very serious charges that this man faces. They claim this man faked his own death to evade no. those charges. Did you fake your own death? Sharon, we're sitting having a conversation. I've never been dead to anyone. It's a story that began with an arrest in a Glasgow hospital and it continues to attract international headlines. Rhode Island is more than 3,000 miles away from where the individual at the centre of this case was arrested. It's here many believe they've always known the true identity of the man behind the mask. Like, how crazy is this shit? Please tell me. Why did he agree to come on the news? I mean, this is definitely an attention seeker. That's honestly what it is. If you were really trying to hide, the last thing you would do is go on the news and do a bunch of interviews. Right? If you're really, like... He's just an attention seeker. That's honestly what it is. Yeah. Streisand effect. Yeah. Also... Does he not know that, like, tattoos... Like, he has tattoos, apparently, in his arm. Tattoos are identifiable. Fingerprints, identifiable. DNA test. Like, bro, seriously? He's not thinking. This is Cranston, a small town near the capital of Rhode Island, where Nicholas Alaverdian spent most of his childhood. He lived with his mother and stepfather, David Rossi. The singer, who was an Ingelbert Humperdinck impersonator, adopted him when he was eight. There's Nicholas. Hey, Daniel. Nicholas took his stepfather's surname, but the pair's relationship was nothing short of turbulent and at times violent. As a child, from day one, when I adopted him and his brother and sister, they weren't no boggles either. He was trouble. Hit his mother, hit his grandmother's. Steal from the other two. Trouble going to school. Want to run everything. Always want to be in control. He, he just wanted everything his way. He was the devil spawn. I took a lot on. Three kids, her. Uh, I took on what no man would, I believe. 
But I did it. I loved them. I loved her. When Nicholas was around 13, he was so moved crazy. into foster care, run by the departments of children, youth and families. He lived at various group homes where troubled teenagers are placed under one roof. It was at this time Nicholas got his first job at Rhode Island State House. He worked with politicians, helping them with paperwork and other administrative duties. The most common word used by those who knew Nicholas Aliverdian during his time here at the State House was persistent. They say he was a man who refused to take no for an answer. Wow. Well, uh, geez. It all, uh, it all makes sense now. What, Elon? Oh, Elon's given all the blue check marks, but it's only for people with a million plus, apparently. Or people have specifically pissed off Elon. 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 We can talk about that too. I had a relatively controversial opinion. A lot of people were, I don't know why they were upset by my opinion, but I guess they got upset by it, but. Hi, Brian. Why? Nice to finally meet you. Pleasure. Former state representative Brian Coogan took Nicholas under his wing. The check mark is useless now. I mean, it was always useless, Frosty. We can have that conversation now instead of this. Uh... Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. But yeah, the, the, the check marks have always been useless. They've always, the check mark has always been useless. No. If you think there's, there was any, uh, any, like, what do you call it? Uh, criteria outside of being buddy buddy with people at Twitter for getting a blue check mark, then you're, you're, you know, you're very, very mistaken. Uh, of course, for uh, like public utilities and, and, you know, governmental stuff, that's it's serves a purpose. But uh, this was this was before. This was before. I mean, there are a bunch of. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to look for a different source, but there are a lot of them that, that discuss this whole thing. 
Anyway. The Facebook lawsuit. That's that's one big thing. Like, there are people who are legitimate. If it's useless, then why do you pay for it? So I paid for Twitter Blue. I can even look back. The first I p- paid for Twitter Blue was before Elon even became um, CEO. It was, let me see if there's like a history to it. I wish that, let me see, maybe in my Apple subscriptions. I started paying for Twitter Blue because you can upload 10-minute videos you can edit your tweets. Uh, this was like last year. It was like, I think, was it November or October that they rolled out these extra features? Um, let me see. Subscriptions. If it tells me when I... Apple ID. Subscriptions. Renews May 9th. Let's see if it has a record. See all plans. Yeah, it doesn't tell me the the history. Maybe if I go back in my emails, it'll tell me. Um, Twitter blue. Uh, here. Twitter blue. I guess the first one, the first receipt that I see here is from January 1st. So I was paying for Twitter Blue. When did Elon take over? Um, October... Pretty sure I was paying for it before because I remember the the whole ten minute video thing is why I, I originally and it was before they allowed. I'm just wondering where they because uh, I remember they switched that over. It's like eleven dollars if you pay for it in the Apple Store. Anyway, uh, I I started using it. Purely because you can post 10-minute videos, I was interested in that. Uh, because you can edit your tweets. I tweet a lot. I fucking love Twitter. Even before Elon took over Twitter, I fucking, it's always been one of my favorite platforms. Um, let me see. View and manage subscription. I wish I told you when you originally signed up. Uh, anyway, I, I always love Twitter. I don't mind paying for it. I, I know there are a lot of like uh, April 20, October. Yeah, yeah, that's what it said. October 27th. That's why I was like confused because I was pretty sure I started paying for it before Elon took over. But Musk had become buying shares of the company. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I, did, I never cared for the check mark. I already had the... I like... I already have the check mark on Instagram. It doesn't make a fucking difference. It's it was always harder, in fact, to get. I know people who got the check mark on Twitter, but weren't able to get it on Instagram. On Instagram, it was much harder. It's always been much harder. Uh, I don't. It never it never fucking make a made a difference in my life. That's why it sounds so fucking stupid. This whole conversation around the check mark. 
is so fucking stupid. It's so unbelievably stupid. And honestly, like, I know several people who, like, are legitimate authorities in their field and can't get it, want it, but can't get it, couldn't get it. Now they can. And I know legitimate influencers who paid money to get it. And there's evidence. Uh, yeah, Elon, Elon's the, the one who democratized the blue check mark. But I signed up for Twitter Blue because you can post 10-minute videos. You can edit your tweets. And those are two fucking, like, uh, those are two features that I, I, you know, I use a lot, in fact. I fuck up my tweets all the time. If you go through my timeline, at least once a day, I've edited a tweet. And yeah, it's not ideal. It's like a 30-minute window for you to go through. But like, like I do shit like this. I do little typos. Like I posted this. I want to write pictured below. I, I fucking wrote pictures. And I, I caught this an hour late. So I wish that Twitter just allowed everybody to, to fucking edit tweets. But they first rolled it out before... Have you ever posted a 10-minute video on Twitter, though? Yes, I have. Several times. I mean, we can go back. If you want to scroll back, there are several posts. I've used that feature quite a bit. Um, but yeah. So I would have edited this one if I could have. What's another one? I know I edited one yesterday. Let me see. Maybe we can find. Because it says the it has a little like thing next to the edit. Uh, yeah, right here. See, I edited this one. At least once a day, I edit fucking tweets. Last edited. Uh, you can't see it. Last edited, 512. So that's primarily why I use it. I use it so I can edit tweets and shit and that's, uh, and post 10 minute videos if I would like. I've thought about posting my commentary videos like straight to Twitter I know that Elon, I think for Twitter Blue users, he's going to remove, or maybe he's already removed the time limit on videos because he wants people to just, he wants to turn Twitter kind of like in a YouTube a little bit, like a hybrid of TikTok and YouTube, which I don't like. I don't like the whole like for you page that Twitter has now. I always liked it the way it was before, how you could organize organize the timeline chronologically or algorithmically. I always liked it when you could organize it chronologically. That's how I did my shit. Yeah, all that seems beneficial, but the check mark is so dumb. I agree. I've never given a shit about the uh, the check mark. And if you're curious, I've had my check mark on Instagram for over a year at this point. And that was purely my management my management got that for me. They uh You know, this check mark has apparently been much harder to get for people than the actual Twitter check mark. So I don't pay for this. I got this. Doesn't mean jack shit. Has never added anything to my life. Having a fucking check mark and not having one. Same thing with Twitter. In fact, I didn't have a check mark until Elon made this thing. I was more worried about getting my fucking account back than having a check mark. I've had people offer me money. Say, hey, if you pay me 10K, I'll get you a check mark. I didn't pay. I don't give a fuck. Nobody really cares for Instagram check mark. I mean, depends on the circles that you're in. A lot of people care more about Instagram than they do Twitter. Twitter is far more of a niche, like 
social media platform as far as the big social media platforms go than all, all the other ones, then like Twitter, then Instagram, and even Facebook. There are a lot more people who take Instagram far more seriously than they do Twitter. I just like Twitter because I just like how quickly you can post stuff and get reactions. And I like the timeline. I like the user experience. I just like it, you know? So, but yeah, I've always... It makes no fucking difference to me, honestly. And I don't see the big deal. So why such a wild take on Twitter? Because I just see people, like, making a whole big fuss out of nothing. I just think it's silly. I see people making this huge fuss over the check marks. And I'm like, bro, it doesn't even matter that much. Who cares? Now it's accessible. Now it's become democratized. None of these fucking people were complaining about check marks when you when only a, a small segment of people could have access to it. Does that make sense? It makes no difference. Pays $8 a month to make no difference. Honestly, I spend more money a month on vidIQ than I do on Twitter. And I use Twitter far more than I do vidIQ or other, other uh, websites that analyze analytics that actually help me, you know, like, know, uh, like, stuff performance-wise about my channel. I spend far more money on other subscriptions that I use far less than Twitter, you know? So it's eight dollars. Like this is this is my business. Does that make sense? Who cares? And I'm not paying it for the verification. That's why it seems stupid. But those people were at risk of impersonation. So why are they making such a big so why are they like all protesting and saying, I'm not gonna if they cared so much about impersonation, why were they being so like, I'm not gonna pay for it. I'm just not gonna have it. Now it doesn't matter, right? Now it's like the whole impersonation thing. They don't care. Like, it's such a, like, it's such a fucking, it's such a weird argument that people are making. They're like finding different weird things to grandstand on. And and it's just like, it's just stupid. It's just a fucking checkmark. Who gives a fuck? If this were Chinese social media, if this were like fucking WeChat or the other versions of of Chinese, of like Twitter and, and TikTok or whatever, like in China for you to sign up for a fucking social media site, you literally have to submit your ID. You take a picture of your ID, two forms of ID, and then you submit that. And then you take a photo of yourself with, uh, like, you know, saying the, your name and your date and the date. And then you submit that. And then they have to approve you. And then everybody who's been approved is verified. Everybody's verified. So, like, who cares? Who, who cares? It was definitely a status symbol. That's why people were paying for it. And it, it the only reason why people, all these celebrities are complaining about it now is that that status symbol, that symbol of look, look, I'm different has been removed. You're complaining, you're complaining over something you pay for. It makes no sense. I'm not complaining over the Twitter blue thing. I'm commenting on people's reactions, people having such uh, a disproportionate reaction to the Twitter blue verification being made available to everyone. That's what it is. People are straight up being little bitches about this. That's what it is. He's mad that other people are mad. That's a good way to put it. I wouldn't even say that I'm mad because I tweeted that shit and I haven't dedicated a single other thought to it until you guys brought it up. (laughs) 
Like, you don't understand. I, like, tweeted that out. And then I saw that it got some response. So I kept it going. Because that's what it is. Social media is about having conversations. It was getting engagement. And I was like, all right, there's... People are, uh, obviously, this is a controversial take. People want to talk about this. So I elaborated about it a little bit. And then I elaborated on it a little bit more, you know. So that's really it. I mean, if I were really that committed to it, I would have made like a whole video about it. I would have tweeted more about it. I just literally, I, you know, I wouldn't even have talked about it if you guys hadn't brought it up. I, I'm way more interested by that guy pretending to be English than I am by this whole vanity symbol it's a fucking vanity symbol, bro. You know, and I get the whole argument of like, oh, we're paying this billionaire, blah, blah, blah. He owns the company. Like, what do you want to do? Like, leave Twitter? You're still, you're still like, even being on Twitter, you're putting money in his pocket because he's like using you as a number. So he adds everybody up that's like complaining. You get all rounded up, put on a deck so he can get advertisers on the platform. So that's really what it is. Now, nah, the whole verification thing is so we know the people who are famous or influential are who they say they are. Okay, sure. On YouTube, so here's a question. On YouTube, you get verification after 100,000 subs. What's the difference? That's, that's the, the, the standard to get verification on YouTube. 100,000 subs and you're verified. YouTube is a far more influential platform than Twitter will ever be. A hundred gajillion times. On Twitter, why why was Twitter just whoever Twitter employees picked? It makes no sense. It doesn't. On Twitter, literally, all you have to do is gain a following of 100,000 people and you, you, you get your silver play button and then you get verification. Boom. That's it. That's why to me it's stupid. You know? You pay for a vanity symbol. Hey, honestly... I don't even give a shit. Nothing has changed about my experience on Twitter. If I could, I even thought about it the other day. I saw that I think Elon is is going to add an option to have it to not show your verification. I may even consider doing that if that's an option down the line. I don't know. Update on the club. Well, I'm, we're getting pretty close to finishing, so I'm just hoping to be done soon. No need to pay for it. Just let it go. Yeah, YouTube is free, too. You don't even have to pay for it. You get it at 100,000 subs. You, can imper- uh, you can't impersonate on YouTube. Are you sure about that? You guys remember all the accounts impersonating Mr. Beast in the comments? You guys remember all the accounts who had, uh, that had like, there was that conspiracy theory that there were some impersonation accounts, not specifically from Mr. Beast, but there were impersonation accounts that you would click on the account and it would automatically like grab all your info and then just store it and then hack your channel. There were accounts, there were like theories about accounts that did that. That's not an apples and orange and apples comparison. I mean, it's a social media site. So he needed to sell something to make money. Yeah, obviously. He's a businessman, he's making money. You can't look at their videos and immediately tell. What are you talking about? Very different with Twitter. What are you talking about? Do you know how many channels get hacked now? Look, there are channels. There are even prominent commentary channels that have gotten hacked. And people changed, and the the hackers changed the entire heading, all the branding on the channel, 
and the name of the channel to some Tesla or crypto shit, okay? And then started just running live streams about Tesla and crypto. And guess what? A lot of people fell for that shit. I've even fallen for it. There was one time I opened it up. It was a hack channel, and it was around the time that Dave Chappelle was getting canceled for something. And the, the title is like, I immediately, I think I even got a notification on my phone, but I opened it up and it was like, Dave Chappelle responds to backlash for latest special. And it was just, and I noticed it was fake because it was a five minute, 90, 93.7 or 97 or something, uh, 97.1 interview, like uh, some radio station in New York. And it was Dave Chappelle. It was an interview from four years ago. And I was like, I've seen this before. This isn't new. Because I was watching it. And I was like, and and like, and after a minute, I was like, yeah, this is so fake. He's not talking about any of this. This is like a hack channel. So people fall for it all the time. And it was running on a channel that had a verified badge. And it said Dave Chappelle on YouTube. So that was a hack channel. Uh, the channel also had like 30,000, 40,000 subs. It was like a, a you know. Not a smart comparison. I mean, yeah. And fa- yeah, Linus Tech Tips got hacked. Yeah. That's just bad journalism. I'm not, this isn't journalism. I'm just telling you about my experience. If anything, this is an anecdotal, you know, this is an anecdote. I'm just giving you an anecdotal example. Uh, I think you're just reading too much into this. But yeah, that's ultimately what it is. Um, I'm more interested in this guy who is like lied about his whole fucking life. Almost verified. Yes, you'll get there. Yeah, I don't feel like journalism is the word either per se. It's just weird to try to classify that as journalism. Creator. What is this? Drill being verified. With that being said, I do find that absolutely fucking hilarious that he's like going and re-verifying people. Yes, we can change subjects. Big. What is this? Clash, there's one issue that I wanted to talk about. Sure. You recently yep. did something um, that I personally think is is a, a little bit scary. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to, but you responded to trolls. Yeah. You did it not only once, but twice. True. And I have a lot of opinions on this because I used to be like that as well. I used to give in, and I still do sometimes. Um, but I think that it's uh, ultimately uh, unproductive because I feel like they benefit more from you giving them legitimacy, especially if they're coming at it from not like a, the standpoint of constructive criticism, but instead simply to uh, you know gain clout. Okay, I just want to say one thing, and this is the last thing I'm going to say on this. Bro can't make a good take for his life right now. New topic, please. So this whole this whole idea of, like, good take, you, you realize that there's such a thing as, like, a difference of opinion, right? Like, people can have different opinions, right? I don't know what insulated bubble that you live in where, like, literally everybody thinks the exact same way. But that is just, it's just interesting to me, right? So, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. And I know KF, KF Cheese is, uh, I'm pretty sure that's Herbo on a separate account, which is fine. 
Herbo has always been a little like likes to challenge me, which I appreciate. But Herbo, uh, my my take on your like uh, you know very sarcastic or very uh, judgmental con- comment is uh, you know if if you're expecting everybody to have a take that you agree with, then honestly you're just insulating yourself, or you're looking to insulate yourself in a bubble really um i'm gonna say what i'm thinking and whether or not you agree with it that's up to you a lot of people disagreed with me on twitter over this i'm not gonna you know just try to say something just to sound right or to appease what people think is right that's just my opinion i'm not saying i'm right either that's just what i think that's my that's what i'm going with so it's also not that serious why are they still here? Don't say her name. It's a her. Herbo is a her. I find the whole topic. It's just my opinion. Yeah. Def has a bad. It's a Troy. was lit as I appreciate that. Mama creepy. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I think it's just interesting. They're looking for gotcha moments, not real dialogue. Yeah. I mean, whatever they're looking for, it's just counterintuitive that they're, that, they appear to be so pro conversation, but at the same time, they're like, "You can't have a good take." What even is a good take? You want me to guess what you what you want me to say and try to say it? Because I don't think it's going to work. So that's my take, and you know, it's okay to agree to disagree. Hose band and a few other people clearly don't agree with my take. Same thing as like a few other people on Twitter. I, I would say the vast majority of people on Twitter uh, that responded to that don't agree with my take. Which is fine. I'm just talking. My job is to talk. I'm going to be right. Some You're going to think. Here's the thing. You're going to think I'm right sometimes. You're going to think I'm wrong sometimes. As long as we're able to have a conversation and keep it civil, then I think it's fine. You know what I mean? That's really what I've learned in the last year or so. So I don't know if, if KFG's got muted or what happened, but... I think just coming off as an Elon simp screams far right. This is also an interesting thing. This isn't a political issue for me. I don't know when the verification badge became like a political issue where like it's a right versus left thing. It's just verification. Also, I've made fun of and disagreed with plenty of what Elon did. In fact, if you go back, I even made fun of Elon for uh, I reposted that tweet here. I'll show you guys. Just so you can know, just so you can see that I'm also making fun of Elon for acquiescing to the, okay, so look at this. This was like literally tweeted maybe an hour or two before I tweeted that Stephen thing. It's two tweets apart. Look at this, hoes. So you can, you can see how much of an Elon dick sucker I am. Elon Musk was never for the people. He just likes to get cucked by celebrities. And this is Charlie Sheen, okay, thanking Elon. For this, fifteen thousand for a ver. Uh, yeah, so this is me talking about the verified badge, and then and then this is me the tweet, the infamous tweet that pissed people off, right? Uh, look at this hose. You like that? <laughs> so obviously, I'm not like I'm not trying to gargle Elon's nuts, okay? <laughs> but anyway, there was another one that I uh, I'm I'm equally critical of Elon. I think he's fucked up a bunch of times. Uh, over this transition, but I like Twitter. 
That's why I'm still on Twitter. Let me see. There was another one that I shared a screenshot. Got muted. I don't know why. I can't just say bad take without getting muted. You can say bad take. It's okay. So let me see. There was another one I shared a couple days before. Let me see if I can find it. Like, I was making fun of this whole situation. Like, this is so ridiculous. This woman tweeted out, Elon thinks this is a funny joke. As a former verified account who lost her blue check mark, I know how dangerous this really is. People are going to die. I was like, she is right. I just died after paying $8 for uh, Elon, $8 for Twitter Blue. Someone save me. Like, I just think this whole situation is so fucking crazy. Oh, here we go. This is me. This is me making fun of Twitter. Uh, of Elon again, so you guys can see. Like, I'm gargling Elon's nuts, okay? Nothing ever says power to the people like a bunch of millionaires getting a 100% discount on an $8 subscription just because they're cheap as hell. And then here we have Elon, Twitter's current lords and peasants system for who has or doesn't have the blue checkmark is bullshit. Power to the people, blue for $8 a month. You know? That's like I'm make I'm literally making fun of Elon for like being being a, a like you know he acquiesced he saw so I said coming off I mean but if you if you follow me hoes you know I've made fun of Elon so many times you know where I'm coming from so it's kind of silly to say I'm an Elon simp now just because I made a couple of tweets that are you know like making fun of people who are having meltdowns over fucking uh the the check mark which by the way you want to know you want to know why i think elon went back and is paying uh people for the check mark you want to know why i think he's going back because he's he he knows how influential people like lebron james and all these celebrities are you know why does this matter it doesn't but we're still talking about it isn't this the history of the internet he knows how influential lebron james is he knows how influential, even like Hassan is. Like, you know, Hassan got his check mark back. Valkyrie got her check mark back. A bunch of people got their check marks back. The reason why is Elon knows that people are going to see them with a check mark and are going to want it. So, of course, he's going to pay these like ultra celebrities and like, you know, uh, ultra famous people to like for them to have their check marks, you know, because it, it, it'll sell. It'll help sell other check marks, you know. You said move on a long time ago. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, I guess that's that. That's that on that. Am I the only one who thinks they bought it themselves? I don't know if they bought it themselves. I don't think they did. I think this is this is honestly a pretty funny troll on Elon's part too, but it is kind of pathetic. Going back on your word a little bit. Obviously, their presence contributes to the site itself. People like you and me obviously don't. Don't discount yourself like that. The site couldn't exist. Look, think of it like this. How many prominent celebrities, how many people with over a million followers do you think exist on Twitter? Let's see. How many Twitter accounts with... More than 1 million. So less than 10,000 accounts with over a million followers. How many Twitter 
accounts exist. Four hundred and fifty million. So you can see there are four hundred and fifty million active users as of twenty twenty two, and only ten thousand of those have over a million. So, so you can see one one thousandth of a percent. So you're just as important as everybody else. So without you, Twitter wouldn't exist. But without LeBron James, people wouldn't want to be on Twitter. So yeah, you're totally. I think KFCs, and, and I see what you're saying, Hose. <laughs> I think KFCs is just. Uh, is just either uh, really good at missing the point or just doing it on purpose to drive conversation. Either way, I like to have conversations. That's what we do here, but, you know. Yes, Twitter is a... Well, Twitter is no longer a publicly traded company. They were, but Elon bought them out, so they're no longer listed. How do you Makes no it? sense, though. I mean, yeah, I guess let's agree to disagree. So... He's not getting pointed. Oh. Oh, okay. Can you toss my phone real quick? Yeah. Let me just see what time it is. It is almost four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can tackle this and then I'll probably have to head out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the way I look at it is I Wait, dude's got three phones. Hold up. Is that low key what he has? Not endpointed. Oh. Oh, okay. Can you toss my phone real quick? Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It is almost four. Yeah. Okay. He's got three phones. Yeah, I can tackle this and then I'll probably have to head out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dude's got three phones. So the way I look at it is I always give people the benefit of the doubt that where they're coming from is a place of good intentions. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at the core, there was a conversation to be had about the topic, regardless of who was opining on it. So like, it wasn't just a troll. Like, I still feel like other people had legitimate criticism of it. So I wanted to tackle it more from that perspective while also maintaining that I disagreed with certain aspects of the situation. I, I understand where you're coming from, but I always view everyone as coming from a place of like actual care, even though I know that's not always going to be it. Not everyone's genuine. No, I, I this is literally exactly the same thought process I went through a couple years back. Uh, and then once I realized that it cultivates an audience, basically, that uh, for the other party, and, yeah, and just really kind of in the space once you open up the floodgates. I mean, look, hopefully it doesn't it doesn't end up that way. But um, I don't think it was an accident that like shots were fired in your direction almost immediately after this Nico thing. I just always I, don't, I understand that, that kind of. Hey, thanks for the sub, guys. Appreciate it. Till I see it because I just feel like people naturally don't want to foster a community like that. Yeah, like, that's I, what I thought too. Yeah, I just feel like no one really wants that kind of audience in the first place. So it wouldn't be like if it happens, it's something they didn't plan on or things got misunderstood or lost in translation. I think um, I, I agree with you. I do think that some people do want that because they, they see the short-term benefits and they don't necessarily think about the long-term consequences of having an audience like that. Uh, I've said this to a lot of people who do this kind of content over and over again that like it's not a sustainable business model for you if you're a content creator and you're like constantly going after like whoever the whoever you think is like on the downtrend and like pile onto it and you know cut commentary no matter how silly it, it might seem. You might actually get like a bunch of haters of that person to come and watch your channel for that brief duration. This is so true. This is 100% true, what Hassan is saying. And I do believe it's also part of the reason why, I think I told you guys this before. At one point, I I didn't get upset, Captain Dick Breath. I was just having a conversation. Um, But anyway, at one point, I realized that I didn't have a connection with my audience. And I was like trying to figure out, like, how can I build a connection with my audience, right? Um... Oh, my God. Dom. I love you, Dom. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got you. Uh, so, anyway, to make that point, uh, they're 100% correct. And if you're, co- like he said, if you're constantly going after people who are canceled, all you're getting are people who are haters of that person and who don't necessarily appreciate you for your work. 
In fact, I think there were a few videos where I mentioned that, where I said, bro, you guys, the vast majority of people who are here don't appreciate the work that I do. And I, and, and it was around that time that I was like, re that I was realizing that exact same thing because I already, it, it was like from January of last year, I was like, I don't have a connection with my audience. And I was starting the podcast. And I was like, how can I build this connection? And it's part of the reason why I also ended up eventually evolving into streams uh, because I wanted to have this connection, right? And it just seemed, uh, it just seemed like there was a gap, right? Like that didn't, that there was like people were there and it was like, and you, wanna, you know what the funny thing was? People would expect me to make videos. Like the only way that I could keep those people around was if I kept making videos hating on the same people over and over and over again, right? If I kept making videos like fueling that hatred, right? Like that's why like there are so many Shane Dawson videos and Trisha Paytas videos and like a lot of that was just like fueling that hatred that people had for them rather than actually building a connection with those folks, uh, and I even mentioned this, I mean, I made a short over the weekend where I said like, look, I, somebody was like, Oh, it's so sad to see that you ruined your channel. And I was like, look, you can see it as me ruining my channel. Right. Or you can see it as I see it, which is an opportunity to build a, a, a community that likes to have conversations about topics that I'm actually interested in. You know, uh, I agree. It became an echo chamber. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, and it's funny because as soon as I started diversifying the things that I talked about, I stopped making videos about the same people over and over again, the Nikocado avocados, you know, all that stopped, you know, like they, those folks like went away. It was your Waterloo, I guess. Uh, it, you know, it, all those folks went away. Is a connection you have what you expected? Uh, yeah. I mean, I fucking love this. I love coming in here every day and talking to all of you. This is great. It, it, like building this, uh, building this as we've been bu building it, and it's a, sl a much slower process than if if I were just to pile on. In fact, you just look through the look through the videos, right? Because I also stopped uh, like clickbaiting the like the trendy topical person being canceled, right? I also stopped looking at those, uh, situations, right? I also stopped like, you know, I, I'm genuinely looking at things that I just find interesting and funny. Like, the, like to me, that guy, uh, the, the, who faked his whole life, that's so fucking interesting and funny to me. It's horrible. Cause he, he victimized so many people and he was victimized himself. But I do, I, I do find that it's so absurd. I, I tweeted out saying, I think it's like a Mel Brooks movie, right? Um, you know, but yeah, like I, I could have easily just kept my mouth shut doing the, the, those kinds of videos, but it was so unfulfilling, right? If you blew up with irrelevant news now, I wouldn't watch it. Yeah. And it wouldn't even make sense for me being the person that I am for me to make irrelevant news. I feel like I've changed so much as a person, right? And, and all, like, I don't know. It, it's uh, even my, my comedy, like the stuff that I, that, that I joke about and I choose to like pursue it's coming from a different place, right? I used to be I used to be very fueled by anger, right? And now I'm 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 way more fueled by just like I love this. I'm just fulfilled. I'm just happy. Like I have I have my I literally have 
built myself up to a point where like, you know, with your support, of course, but I've built myself up to a point where like I've diversified. I have like a whole business other than this that I'm building. I'm giving people opportunities. Like you, you have no idea. Like we did a show. It was an all woman show, right? It was just women on the lineup. I didn't go up on that. Uh, you know, uh, we, it was just crazy to see a packed room. So many people having their first shows and then thanking us later, you know, and, and the, the DMs we get from people who are a part of the, like this community and that community and just seeing how it's, it's a much more like positive exchange. And I'm not in a hurry to like make this like huge, you know, I'm not in a hurry to like have like, like, you know, like I, I'm, I'm just enjoying the journey. That's really what it is. So yeah, I agree with Hassan a hundred gajillion percent. It's a very easy route to go down, but it comes at a huge cost because then you realize that those folks don't care about you. They're just interested in hating everybody else. Your growth has been wonderful to see. Appreciate that, Pink Lady. I could totally let Awesome McBroom kick my... Oh, my God. You guys can do stand-up. If you're ever in town and you want to come through a mic... We have mics Monday. We're going to start doing a Thursday one because even today, like I'm, I'm getting, it's getting to a point folks and I'm not even joking. Like the mics are getting so packed. I'm not even being able to sign up for them. Like I, I missed it. The mic, the mics this week, like all packed up on over the weekend, like three days before it. And I'm usually like the day of I sign up. So I'm not like at the top of the list and like, you know. The live is over. It'll yeah, it'll be over in a little bit. But yeah, I agree with Hassan. He's right. Creation. But your viewpoints are gonna your view counts are gonna drop off immediately afterwards because they're not there for you. They're they're not necessarily there for your commentary. They're there to just like shit on the person um, because they don't like them for whatever reason. And um, well, it, it creates a very toxic space for them. I don't think that was Charlie's motivation by any means. Why, no, no, why no. did you choose to respond? That's because, not what I was talking about. I was no, no, about no. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because like I said, I think there really was a core discussion to be had on it. Like I recognize that I also wasn't super clear, so I thought it was maybe a big misunderstanding on the whole situation and things getting tossed around and getting lost. Now I recognize that that was never really the intention behind yeah. it to have a conversation about it. But even still, I just never subscribe to believe that people want that for their own personal sure. community, right? Well, I'm here to tell you that they certainly do. It's possible. It's just that <laughs> I, I just don't like to believe people enjoyed that because that's just existing in a perpetual shit headspace yeah. surrounded by people that you also probably don't even like. Yeah, no. He's right. Literally, I think it is very toxic. And there are a lot of spaces like that online, especially in like the lol cow side of things where like uh, there's a lot of communities that that basically gravitate towards that kind of content because I think we're living in dark times overall. And I think that the more uh, the more things seem uncertain, the more uh, people's futures look uh, you know worse and worse, the more they gravitate towards that kind of thing. It's just another kind of disease of despair. Whether, you know, some people go to alcohol, some people go to drugs, some people go to gambling, and then others go towards this kind of commentary and content that like doesn't really make them feel good, but it at least makes them feel better in comparison to whoever they see on a pedestal that's like being brought down a peg. It's like this accountability politics, which there is a place for, I think. And and I do uh, think that constructive criticism is an absolute necessity. I think it's a very good thing. Um, I just I just feel like a, a lot of the people that take advantage of that better nature of content creators uh, end up uh, making it harder for everyone to even uh, have a charitable and constructive conversation. I agree. Damn, Hassan fucking nailed it on the head. Um. Yeah, yeah. the The whole Fansley thing is like kind of silly. It, it, uh, I don't know. I in my video covering it, I said that I don't think any of the Twitch streamers should be held accountable for like something that Twitch did. 
Obviously, it was an oversight on Twitch's part. But yeah, I mean, I agree with him 100%. And that was like a lesson that I learned, and you guys got to witness it. I mean, when I first started streaming, I was getting what? Like, it was over the summer. I was averaging like five, 600, and I was feeding into the drama. And honestly, a lot of it felt very stressful. That time felt so fucking stressful because it was like I constantly had to like be like feeding, clickbaiting, and talking about this like really negatively charged shit. And it just eats you up. It like really does eat you up on the inside. It, it, it looks stressful. It was very, very stressful. It was. And like I already have enough shit going on in my life. I didn't need that to be a part of my everyday job. So... um I just like, I was just like, fuck this. Like, and I started, and you can see, we can go through like my channel. I started titling all of my shit, like the most innocuous like shit, because I don't even want to invite that energy in here. And I really want to build this as like a community. I want this to feel like a hangout. Like we're all hanging out together and just talking about some fun shit. You know what I mean? So yeah, like, look. Like the the titles of the stream are all like late uh, late stream hello Wednesday late night hang unboxing I'm a big fan of sausages I'm a wiener got a dong in my mouth like just weird titles unboxing breaking the law like Hogwarts <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy somebody tweeted at me today that they hate me because I played Hogwarts Legacy um let's do this. Mr. Beast is the Antichrist. I mean, this was kind of just memeing on all the shit that was happening. This is two months ago. But here I was kind of still, you see how I was still like kind of using the titles? Julia is going off, Julia Fox is going off the rails, Nikita Dragon. I was still kind of using the topical stuff, you know? And then at some point here, jump in here. Yeah, like, I was just like, fuck all this. Yeah, too many Red Bulls. Yeah. That's what you say as a joke. F the haters. Boo. Yeah, I mean, look, I've already... Uh, I Like, I think... If, you guys have been around... For a minute, you guys know that I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. I, I'm honestly like, I, I, uh, I just, I, I'm a people pleaser. There's no, I don't know any other way to say it. Right. Oh, okay. I'll do that. Uh, I'll add the bot later. So, but I've come to terms with the idea that they're just going to be people who hate me. It took me a while. I would just like, I'd be like, well, well, it makes no sense. Like, oh, why? Like. But then, like, after a year of that, I was like, and this was, like, back in 2020 or 2019 when it first, like, started, like, I started getting some hate. I was just like, ah, this makes no sense. And it took me, like, a whole year of, like, seeing it. And I was like, people are just not going to like me. I just, I just got to be myself, honestly. And I have no control over that, you know? Also, the same thing, H3 had to deal with this bullshit. Yeah. You can't make everyone happy, so you have to live yourself unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, you know, 
I do appreciate every single one of you for sticking out and coming through and, you know, uh, you guys, you guys make this so much fun, you know, chat is going to react a certain way if you're being toxic in chat. Uh, but yeah, I'm just, honestly, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to make this shit fun where we can chat, we can talk some shit, we can look at funny shit and, and that's it, you know, and just make this like, instead of making this like this supercharged, like heavy energy of like combative, like we can just come here and relax, right? There's already so much unnecessary stress in life. You know what I mean? Like we can just come here and chill together and play some games sometimes and, and then watch some fun shit. And you guys are going to get to see the evolution of the club and all the stuff that we're, you know, putting together. And, um, I can't wait to share all that with you. But, you know, with that being said, I do have to leave in a sec. I got to go open up the club. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to do that Nicholas Rossi video. Yeah, you guys, you guys like that idea? Remember debated. Oh, that's going to start off pretty soon, hopefully. You know, there's like a couple. We're so close to finishing the office. But then once it's done, we'll get to move on and start decorating stuff. I'm going to make a few streams where we like just decorate stuff and put stuff up. You guys can be a part of it. You know? Anyway, I love every single one of you. I hope you guys have an amazing evening. And Apollo, come here. Want to say hi? They were asking about you before. Come here. Oh, he's stretching. He is stretching. Look at this. Look at this lazy dog. <laughs> Look at this lazy dog. Look at you. You're not embarrassed. Are you not embarrassed by how... By how... <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. He's so funny. Dog's cuter than me. Of course. He's cuter than me. I'm glad he's cuter. He should be cuter than me. Look at him. Look at this lazy little puddle of dog. Come on, man. <laughs> anyway, I love this dog. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for coming around and being a part of the family and the community, building something really cool here. I appreciate you. Uh, from the people who always support, to even the people who challenge me, you guys are all great. Thank you so much. Let him sniff the mic. You want to sniff the mic, buddy? No, he's not really a fan of the mic. Uh, anyway, appreciate all of you. Have an amazing evening. See ya.